Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Dry January for a lot of us. Uh, I drank last night. Oh, boy. Is it so January? I haven't looked at the calendar. Yes, mm. according to my figures. Uh, yeah, I uh, I belong to an association of bourbon uh, enthusiasts, and we had our monthly thing. And last night, one of the major distillers was uh, t- doing a tasting of all sorts of stuff. And I thought, you know, that sounds kind of good. And, and I'm not talking about this because anybody cares about me or my life. But every time... We get into this stuff. We get lots of emails, people saying, hey, thanks for talking about that, blah, blah, blah. So um, I was hitting it hard enough in December that I was starting to be concerned whether I could stop drinking. So it was a wet December. Oh, Lord. It was like California wet. Yes. <laughs> and I started to think, man, I'm I'm drinking enough. I'm concerned that, like, I have a serious alcohol problem. But then I said, Judy and I decided, no, we're not going to drink in January, or at least most of it. And uh and it's been effortless, practically effortless. And I'm so glad I'm doing it, and I'm happy, and I'm sleeping better. I feel terrific. Uh, but so we had this event last night, and I figured, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and taste the bourbons and then get back on the wagon. And the reason I think it's not a bad idea, it's a good idea, is it reinforces why you do this in the first place. Drinking is not inevitable. It's not a pattern. It's not what you do every night just because you do it every night. It is a conscious choice. Every drink needs to be a conscious choice. And so it's almost a test. 
So I fell off the wagon last night. Am I right back on it today? The answer is yes, by the way. 100% committed to it. I'm the same way with the trank. I just got to make sure that I'm making mm-hmm. the conscious decision to take trank today and not right. just doing it out of habit. Well, now, after they sawed off your left leg. Oh, jeez. You know, it really upped the ante, so I know you've been taking it more seriously. Yeah, if you haven't heard us talk about the new street drug trank, oh. uh, listen to the oh. podcast, I guess. So horrible. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, whether it's a diet or exercise or uh, a, a habit like alcohol or whatever, um, don't don't get discouraged if you screw up or you take a day off or have a cheat day or whatever. Just get right back to it. Well, I can't do that. Rooting I wish I could. You. I can't do that with hardly anything. Right. It's just the way I'm built. And, uh, and it's weird. I don't know what the psychology of that is. I can swear off donuts for the year and not eat donuts for a year, probably. But I can't decide. Like yesterday, there were donuts here that had bacon on top of them. Good God. Especially great bacon donuts. Did Satan stop by? Yeah, it really did seem like it was somebody who was just like trying to lure me out of my... uh, Bacon-covered donuts? But I'm not a guy who can like, I'll I'll eat that donut and then tomorrow I'll go back to not eating donuts. I can't do that. It just doesn't work that way for me with anything. Hmm. Well, it's good you know that, though. Yeah. To thine own self be true. Why don't you sprinkle a little cocaine on top of the bacon on top of the donut? What the hell is that? Does it come with a girl? <laughs> I mean, what what else is there? Served on the belly of a comely wench. <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, where were we? Now we probably don't have time for what I was going to do. Um, My fault. There is a uh, an increasingly popular sentiment being expressed on the left that there's no such thing as cancel culture. AOC recently brushed off the phenomenon as a, just a bunch of entitled people being challenged and held accountable oh, for their problematic views. Wow. Charles M. Blow, who's an awful, awful human being, he writes a column for the New York Times, <laughs> just tweeted, once more, there's no such thing as cancel culture. There is free speech. You can say and do as you please, and others can choose never to deal with you, your company, or your products ever again. The rich and powerful are just upset that the masses can now organize their dissent. Hey, not to be insidery about media stuff, because I don't know how many people follow this. Have you heard any blowback, pardon the expression, on David French getting hired as a columnist at the New York Times? Because remember, when they brought Brett Stevens over from the Wall Street Journal, there was a there was a there was some blowback. Oh, no, a Republican is going to be a columnist at the New York Times, and he is way tepid as a conservative compared mm-hmm. to David French, who's yeah. a hardcore evangelical Christian, as conservative as conservative gets. And I haven't heard any uproar about that out of the New York Times. I mean, there, I, I, I would guess Mr. Blow is not happy about David French being a colleague now. Is it because uh, French is anti-Trump? Could be. That could be. Yeah, he's, a, he's an anti-Trump Republican. Yeah. No, In answer to your question, no, I haven't heard anything about that huh. whatsoever. I just think the fever pitch is down so much. But anyway, back to this uh, uh, cancel culture doesn't exist thing. This is a piece written by Colin Wright, who is a scientist. Um, and he describes himself uh, for a while. He's uh, an academic biologist. Uh, evolutionary biologist. It's been a passion from a young age. He got degrees in it, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he's, uh, years ago, he maintained a blog that he used to debunk pseudoscience. And the arguments he got into were he was uh, anti-creationism, anti-intelligent design, and he would argue with Christian conservatives and 
Uh, creationists and intelligent design folks frequently told me I was wrong or stupid, but my critics never called me a bigot. They engaged with me. This changed, however, when I started graduate school in 2013. This was an environment where I didn't have to worry about right-wing creationists. Rather, the pseudoscience I observed was coming from the other side of the political spectrum, especially in the form of blank slate proponents who argued falsely that sex differences in human personality, preferences, and behavior are entirely the result of socialization. That's crazy. How could Which anybody is, think that if they've ever, ever raised kids? Have you been around any other humans? I mean, what led you to believe that? It is a, a belief so idiotic and unsupportable it's insane that anybody holds it i mean it's really difficult to comprehend anybody with two brain cells to rub you out, uh, together uh, advocating this point of view but uh, to quote sowell for the millionth time there's some ideas so idiotic only an intellectual could hold them um let's see uh, it was also during this time he writes that i started to take an interest in what many now call quote gender ideology this ideology not only invites compassionate treatment for trans individuals which i support of course but also promotes the scientifically inaccurate claims that biological success sex exists on a continuous spectrum that notions of male and female may be mere social constructs and that one's sex may be determined by self-declared identity instead of reproductive anatomy when I pushed back against these claims, I was smeared as a transphobic bigot. Fearing professional harm, I stopped engaging, ceding the field to those who champion fashionable fictions. Then he does a little more uh, bio biography of himself, graduated with his Ph.D. in evolutionary bio biology from UC Santa Barbara in 2018, postdoctoral position at Penn State, uh, on and on. Uh, even scientists whom I knew personally and respected were parroting this nonsense as scientific fact, but I dared not say a word. I would soon be applying to tenure track assistant professor jobs. I could not be seen publicly arguing down the claim that internally felt gender feelings trumped biology. In 2018, the grievance studies scandal dropped. That was the absolute brilliant dissenting uh, prank project by Friends of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, James Lindsay, Peter Bogosian, and Helen Pluckrose, where they submitted all those ridiculous, hilariously fictional scientific papers that were published with a straight face in social science <laughs> journals. A few weeks later, one of the world's most prestigious scientific journals, Nature, published an editorial claiming that classifying an individual's sex using any combination of anatomy and genetics has, quote, no basis in science. That is straight folks out of Nazi Germany. That is straight out of Soviet Russia. That's a, a Maoist China. Those Nazi events Germany. happening in such, that's right, sir, in such close succession pushed me beyond my threshold for restraint. Despite my academic mentors' warnings that speaking up could ruin my career, I let my bottled-up frustrations out in an essay I sent to Quillette. It was published under the headline, The New Evolution Deniers. The essay went viral. Uh, while I received my fair share of praise for it, I also knew I'd provided critics with a critics with a bona fide gotcha moment. And he says, I did not train to be a scientist for over a decade to just sit quietly while science in general, in my field in particular, comes under attack from activists who subvert truth to ideology and narrative. I wrote blank slate feminists and trans activists alike publicly accused me of wrong think, which is a term straight out of uh, Orwell's uh, 1984. Then he mentions a couple of other things he co-wrote. 
uh, including a piece titled No One is Born in the Wrong Body, arguing that children are put at risk for long-term harm if they are indoctrinated with ideologically torqued misinformation about their bodies and behaviors. And then he, he mentions some other, I'm summarizing, obviously, some of the other things he wrote, which I'd love to be able to list for you because they're really good, supportable, and smart. Um, and uh, Twitter went crazy. I locked my Twitter and resolved once again to lay low. But, of course, I fell off the wagon. If you're looking for common characteristics among those of us who get targeted for cancellation, it isn't money or privilege, like AOC would tell you. Rather, many of us simply have an inability to mumble slogans we know aren't true. Over time, we become exasperated with dishonest propaganda that masquerades as social justice, and we speak out. It's a habit rooted in the truth-telling, whistleblowing impulse that not so long ago, progressives applauded. Now, I'm looking at the clock and trying to figure out how much time we have he goes into then the brutality he endured professionally uh, from all sorts of quarters who tried to ruin his career. Colin Wright is a transphobe who supports race science. I contacted the board operator to this academic uh, message board, um, uh, expressing my concerns. This time I received no response whatsoever. Um, these people are calling me all sorts of horrific things in public. Why are they up? Did him no good. Meanwhile, an anonymous Twitter account informed me that preemptive emails had been sent to academic search committees about me all over the country. Uh, I note that it is the same tactic known to have been used against former psychology professor Bo Weingard, who was recently fired from Marietta College after a persistent effort by similar activists to smear him as a racist and a race scientist. And he goes on for quite some time, and we'll post this at armstrongandgetty.com so you can uh, read it. But the idea is... This guy posits a certain scientific truth, in my opinion. He backs it with as much scientific evidence as he can muster. And the response isn't, well, take a look at this science, my friend. It would seem to counter. No, the, the counter, the counter argument is, I will ruin you. Mm. We will ruin you. You will never work again. You Canceled. are. That's what cancel culture is. It's not an engagement on arguments. It's a, you think that, I will ruin you. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I you. Let's go, The Armstrong and Getty Show. Perhaps you heard about this. Stanford University's uh, technology department um, now sent out uh, one of those cleansing language uh, guidelines slash sets of demands um, to make everybody more uh, gentle and politically correct and not offend anybody and et cetera, et cetera. And as usual with these things, it is both troubling and unintentionally hilarious. Um, the, let's see, what do they call it? The Elimination of Hardful, Harmful Language Initiative, a multi-phase, multi-year project to address harmful language in IT at Stanford. And it is, again, so self-obsessed and ridiculous it's hard to believe adults got together and bandied this about and nobody said uh hey that doesn't really make sense to me uh, nobody raised their hand and pointed out what seems to be fairly obvious 
to the rest of us that a lot of this stuff is idiotic and and utterly unnecessary and self-contradictory. There we go. I finally found it. Um, as Paolo points out, uh, da, da, da. Stanford's IT department has published a guide for eliminating harmful language on the university's website. And some of the entries, including American, that's right, you can't say American, cakewalk, landlord, and stupid, have sparked fierce backlash, according to uh, virtually everybody who looks at it, including Elon Musk. Other words that should be avoided include victim, peanut gallery, manpower, and blacklist. The 13-page guide, 13 pages, 13 pages, gives alternatives to potentially harmful language and context for a word or phrase that might be harmful. For example, instead of saying American, we'll start there, the guide says, use U.S. citizen. Saying American to refer to people from the United States only insinuates that the United States is the most important country in the Americas, which is actually made up of 42 countries, the guide says. Unbelievable. The guide is broken down into sections for words that are gender-based, culturally appropriative, ableist, racist, and imprecise. Instead of cakewalk, say easy or simple, the guide says, that's because white enslavers used to hold events where slaves would dance for their entertainment and the prize would be a cake, according to the guide. So if arguably and maybe not, because often this stuff isn't even historically accurate, hundreds of years ago, people danced for cakes. You can't have a cakewalk, which was something I did as a kid. A dopey little thing where you get to take home a pie or a cake or cupcakes or whatever. I always thought it was a waste of time. Anyway, uh, da, da, da. landlord should be avoided because it's gender binary. Blacklist should be avoided because it assigns negative connotations to the color black, racializing the term. Avoid straight because it implies that anyone who is not heterosexual is bent, the guide says. Now, interestingly enough, several Stanford professors have said... This is idiotic. Jay Batakariah, who we've uh, quoted more than once, points out it's a ham-handed way to achieve a worthy goal, which is to have people treat each other with respect. But having a list of prescribed words actually has the opposite effect because some people react to it by actually wanting to say those words. Uh, da, da, da. Something like this just furthers the stereotype that Stanford is an intolerant place. And indeed, the university president came out and says, look, say American if you want. We say everybody says American. Do it. This is just the tech department, and he didn't say this, but he wishes they would have just shut up. But here's here's one thing that I've seen a trend in, and this is it's it's a good example of the doctor tells you take two aspirin and you pour the whole jar down your throat. Well, you told me to take aspirin. Well, you're a stupid person. Am I allowed to say stupid? I think I am allowed to. No, I'm not allowed to say stupid. Um, and uh, only a stupid person would do that. Try not to be a stupid person. For instance. Don't say addict. Say person with a substance use disorder. One thing about these politically correct phrases is they're so damn wordy. It would take an hour and a half to get through a sentence. Because if you say addict, that is using first-person language, that defines the person by just one of their characteristics. I mean, he's a fine ballroom dancer, a gifted chef. He's very tall. And he's a person with a substance use disorder. For instance, don't say basket case. Say nervous. Originally, that referred to persons who lost all four limbs and needed to be carried around. And nobody knows. Nobody cares. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio. At the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. These are bad guys. That is especially true. It's so bizarre and so grotesque. Yup. Okay. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but how can this show be on one hand sometimes so highbrow, yet be <laughs> what it is the rest of the time? Come on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. By this, uh, it's a cons- it's considered an opinion piece in the New York Times. Came out a little while ago, and I held on to it. Uh, what they did was gather eleven cops to talk to them about their jobs and crime. The headline is what these eleven cops think people don't understand about crime. But it, it goes into a whole bunch of interesting stuff that we wanted to uh, spend a couple of segments on. Think you'll find it as intriguing as we do. And certainly, if you are an LEO, a law enforcement officer, and you want to weigh in via text, it's 415-295-KFTC, or email is mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And the 11 participants included Alexandria, a Hispanic Democrat uniformed cop, Ashley, a white Republican uniformed cop, Christopher, a white Republican detective, Desmond, a black Republican court investigator. Esmeralda, a Hispanic Democrat uh, uniform cop. Jared, a black independent uniform cop. Uh, Camara, a Hispanic Democrat detective. You got a white Republican uniform cop, white independent, black Democrat, and mixed race Republican. So it's nice, uh, you know, nice variety. Let's start with a fill in the blank exercise. What I love most about America is blank. 
And Alexandria, the Hispanic Democrat, says diversity. Uh, she stole my word. I'd have to say the same thing, says Republican. America is the melting pot. Somebody says democracy, people, the freedoms we have, opportunity. The mixed-race Republican dude said that. I, I like that answer. That's a good Let's one, do yeah. another one. What worries me most about America? It's blank. Uh, Desmond, the black Republican, said, I'd say cultural ignorance, division, division, freedom and rights, politics. I'd say lack of gun control, said Kamara, the Hispanic Democratic detective. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, what worries me most about America? Wow. I think I'd go with lack of perspective. Or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, it would be, it would be something not surprisingly like the the idea that the government should run every facet of our lives, mm. something like that. That's honestly, good... uh, anyway, how many of you would agree with the following? They asked the following statement. I believe I'm able to help fix what worries me about America. Five people raised their hands and said, "Yeah, I think as a cop, I can help. I can lead by example, etc." It's nice. Um, and then they go into uh, asking, have you ever felt criticized or attacked for something that you've said? And uh, the, they, some examples of one of my more liberal friends posted something on Facebook. I didn't attack him. I didn't say anything negative towards him. I just stated my opinion on how I felt both candidates uh, were terrible. You must be talking about the Dr. Oz Fetterman thing. And uh, I was cut off. We were neighbors. We were friendly prior years ago, and he went on the attack and just kind of kept attacking and saying stuff. Obviously, he's not open to a different opinion. And they go into the uh, canceling each other for disagreeing, um, which reminds me, uh, who was I listening to? I think it, one of, it was one of the uh, – oh, that's right. It was Steve Hayes of The Dispatch talking to uh, David French about how they think the great battle of our day is not R versus D, but it's um, people who have a pluralistic view of life, who understand that people disagree, and that's good. That's what a democracy is all about. It's us versus the people who think only one opinion can be held, and anybody who doesn't is evil and must be silenced. Would you agree? I think that's one of the great contests of our time. Yeah, absolutely. We will plunge ahead in moments, but first a quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. As you know, Judy and I are such big fans of HelloFresh. We're going to have it again tonight, I'm sure. So many delicious recipes, such great variety. It comes pre-measured, pre-shopped for. We just whip it up in the kitchen, and there it is, all delicious. Like their fast and fresh recipes, like falafel bowls or Southwest pork and bean burritos, ready in just 15 minutes. A fabulous dinner for your family, ready in 15 minutes. And you get HelloFresh, you save dough. HelloFresh is cheaper than groceries and 25% less expensive than takeout. And the variety is just so fantastic. Whether you're an empty nester, you got kids in the house or whatever, HelloFresh is customizable for you. You can cancel any time you want. There's no long-term contract. Pre-portioned ingredients, easy-to-follow recipes delivered right to your door. Sign up today for 22 free meals plus free shipping with the code Armstrong22 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong22. That's HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong22. Anyway, so uh, I don't want to get off into that too much because we talk about that sort of thing a fair amount. Uh, they ask him, as a kid, what do you want to be when you grew up? Uh, one guy says, a cop. And talks about watching police shows, and I was helped by a cop once. And this uh, the, Kimara, the Hispanic Democrat, says, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but then I got bit by a dog, so that was out. And I thought, <laughs> maybe I'll be in law enforcement. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I just thought that was cute. Yeah. All right, now getting into the more impactful stuff. Where would you say crime ranks as an issue for you personally compared to other things that are facing our country? How many of you say crime's not that important? Nobody raised a hand. Wow. Somewhat important. Three people raised their hands. Pretty important. Eight people raised their hands. How many consider crime the most important issue facing the country today? Nobody raised their hands. But virtually all of them said pretty darned important. Yeah, I wonder if that what that would have been like prior to this uh, boom in crime, just because when you're a cop, you spend all your time dealing with the worst segment of society. You might always think crime is a bigger deal than the rest of us do. Yeah. Probably do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you're a cop, because Joe and I have done ride-alongs with cops before, and that's pretty much my only exposure, but in a number of different cities where you ride around and see the bad neighborhoods, and I don't know how you have any positive view of the world when you do that job. Yeah, yeah. So here's where it gets really interesting to me. Um, they asked the various cops, why Why'd you say it was somewhat or very important? And Ashley, the white Republican who said somewhat, said the real issue, and this was the part that gratified me that was in the New York Times, some of this stuff that's to follow now. The real issue is the lack of respect and parenting and these insane ideologies and teachings that we're bringing into schools. If you don't change it, you'll never change crime. We got out of Philly in the last couple of years. My children are in public schools in the suburbs, which are great. I fully, I'm fully behind them being exposed to everything and culture and respect. But some of the critical race theory books that have been brought on the table are absolutely insane when you read them. And this theory of you can use whatever bathrooms you want. My daughter's confused as to why there's a boy in the bathroom. And the pronouns. My own kids come home and don't understand. But this person wants to be called that i just think that it's very uh, very confusing world for little minds god i would say it's a it's a confusing world for older minds i was gonna say bigger minds but i can't claim yeah. that um yeah i'd say god dang it Kimara, the hispanic kids, democrat yeah my kids are facing questions in the in their single digits of age that, like no human being, hardly had ever considered in the history of mankind. Yeah, right. Which is That's exactly right. Kamara, the Hispanic Democrat, makes the point that, yeah, my kid's only three, but soon I'm going to have to explain stuff that I never had to figure out growing up as a kid. It's very different. Uh, Christopher, the white Republican detective, said, people see on TV that you can just go into a Walgreens and take whatever you want. There's no consequences to any of your actions, and that speaks volumes. I mean, growing up, I was scared to get in trouble. I was scared to do anything wrong for the fear of getting in trouble with the police, and more so my parents. Here's Stan, the mixed-race uniformed cop. Seeing what I've been growing up and then becoming a law enforcement officer for the last 15 years it's the reason i moved my family to the suburbs out of the city i don't want my kids to grow up where i grew up criminals know what they can get away with and some of them know the law better than we do you take that and you mix it with a district attorney who does certain things certain ways and it's a recipe for what we have so being born and raised in new york city being home it saddens me to watch it go back to where it was in the early 80s boy that particular one bothers me when my kids have said uh, I remember during the pan, uh, during the pandemic, there was a lot of, uh, th that guy's not wearing a mask. How come we have to wear a mask and he doesn't, he's homeless. So he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to yeah. follow. How come he gets to have his dog in the park? Cause he's homeless. He doesn't have to follow the rules. Right. I know it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me, but 
Yeah. Yeah. One more and we'll uh, we'll take a break on this. But uh, the moderator asks Reginald, the black Democrat uniformed cop, uh, Reggie, what do you think about all this? How important an issue is crime to you? And Reggie says, I definitely agree with what everybody's saying. That's a Democrat. I was born in Baltimore City, and if anybody knows Baltimore, you know you get a lot of things going on down there. I moved my family from Baltimore City into Baltimore County. Being a product of public schools, I walked those same streets as these kids. If it wasn't for somebody stepping in and saying something to me, I could have been on the wrong side of the law. But going back to politics and going back with what Stan said, these criminals know the law better than we do. We are handcuffed because some new law is always being put in place. We're handcuffed, and we can't effectively do the job we were sworn to uphold. That's interesting. Uh, moderator says, I want to jump to my next question. What do you know or think about crime that regular Americans may not know when it comes to that issue? Jared, the black independent uniformed cop, says, regular people think that a lot of criminals are bumbling and stupid. But no, the criminals are quite smart. Mm. We have a no chase policy, and criminals know what our boundaries are. They know that if we hit that certain street or freeway, we have to cut it off. Regular people don't think of it in terms of, quote, let me do some things to help alleviate the crime. They think we're superheroes. They think we're robots, that we have no feelings. So you want me to be there for you, but at the same time, I'm the bad guy. You only need me when you need me. Interesting, the idea that they know exactly where the boundary is. Uh, Alexandria, the Hispanic uniformed cop in Chicago, says we get constantly told, do your job. But then she goes at some length about how all these policies come from the mayor on down and then the police brass and we got to follow them. And and then the people on the street yell at us. And I'm like, hey, tell the mayor, tell your politician. She's the one who enforces the policies. Makes me angry that I have to explain myself to regular citizens that I encounter in the streets because they don't understand our policies. Mm. Let's talk about violent crime for a second. Robbery, assault, sexual assault, murder, and the like. What do you think are the main causes of violent crime today? Stan, the mixed-race Republican, says, in one word, desperation. He elaborates. In the inner cities in New York, people feel, I can't speak for them. I'm just relaying what I've been told. There aren't enough opportunities, aren't enough programs, there aren't enough resources. After being incarcerated and released, there's literally nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. So the natural instinct is to turn to what they know. You know what? He's a Republican cop. I have, I'll take his opinion uh, seriously. Yeah, I have some real sympathy for that. I don't know what the remedy is. Oh, I do is. too, yeah. I don't know what the remedy is, though. I, the, the best remedy would be don't do crimes in the first place mm-hmm. and end up in that situation. Yeah, but you have to recognize people, especially young men, do stupid stuff. Uh-huh. They just don't have impulse control or don't think things out in the long term. Their brains aren't developed. And if they make a stupid young mistake, I have no problem with giving people second chances in life. Anyway, how about 25th chances that we seem to do regularly? Completely different. Completely different, of course. Desmond, the black Republican, says a lot of this is mental health and lack of mental health resources that we have to try to combat this. Raffi, the white independent, uh, says, I do believe the family structure is letting down kids. A lot of the kids, they don't have a good family where there's a father or mother or an uncle or a cousin, somebody looking after them, a big brother saying, no, this is the right way to go. They need somebody to depend on. Give them a path. So a variety of good uh, points there. Have you ever been a victim of violent crime? What was it like dealing with law enforcement as a victim? This one uh, cop got stabbed almost to death. Cop saved his life, and he said, that's my calling. Um, Mm. Wow. uh, Alexandria, the Hispanic Democrat, said, my daughter and I were victims of violent crime about 15 years ago. A van pulled up in front of us, and two masked men jumped out, tried to kidnap her daughter. They're pulling at her daughter as she's pulling back. Oh, my God. She ended up solving the crime. Holy crap. 
She and her partner and uh, the tech force located the truck, fingerprinting, finally got somebody, et cetera, et cetera. But she had to solve it herself. And then it gets even more interesting. This is just so good. Uh, Rafi, the white independent cop, says, in any occupation, including ours, about 20% of people do 80% of the work. You give me eight cops, two will be great, two will be subpar, four will be average. Um, And nobody disagrees. Oh, let's see. They get into the economy. I think Chris is correct. We have a lack of self-respect, a lack of respect for others in society. You have a lack of respect for other people's opinions, because if their opinion is not yours, then hell, just shoot them or beat the crap out of them. Here's Esmeralda, Esmeralda, the Hispanic Democrat uniform cop, victim of violent crime at the age of 16, first boyfriend, domestic violence. Uh, and I do see these three generations in one apartment where none of them graduated from high school, where they're all on welfare and relying on that check. But sometimes when they know better, you do better. They just don't know better. This is how they were raised. This is what they saw. They didn't see mom and dad get up and go to work every day. They waited for that check to come. A lot of them can't even read and write. I don't think that it's people don't want to work. They just have had no example. The only example they see is people making fast money, selling drugs or illegal jobs or doing crimes on the street. They're not going to go to McDonald's and wait for a paycheck this is what they know armstrong and getty enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So mentioned some of this earlier, but I want to do a little uh, of the follow-up because it's it could be the most important story on the planet. It really could be. 
In the last 50 years, the average male's sperm count has dropped by 62% and testosterone has dropped by 30%. Wow. So uh, if you're an older woman and have been around for a while and it seems like men are less manly, they literally are. Right? If it was elephants or chimps or grizzly bears, the world of science would be going crazy, and, and lefty publications would be going berserk. What are we doing to nature? They would be screeching. Now, you don't notice sperm count in a dude. Oh, unless, I do. Unless you're trying to get you know, pregnant. But you do notice testosterone. I mean, that's, that's, the testosterone affects lots of different things. Um, aggressiveness, mood, strength, my grip strength. Um, my doctor told me I had low T, so I beat the hell out of him. He said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but testosterone down 30% in the last 50 years, that's just amazing. So, and it, this is the most comprehensive study of this that's ever been done. Researchers conducted this large study analyzing data from every region on Earth across a half a century, and that is what they concluded, that testosterone's down 62%, or 30%. Sperm by 60%. Within three years, the average male is unpaced to be in the fertility danger zone. This is the, oh, no, you know, you can't get pregnant. You go to the doctor, get your sperm checked, and they tell you you're in that range where it's going to be really hard to get pregnant. That's going to be the average male in three years at the pace we're currently on. Holy cow. So what caused sperm counts to be cut in half in 50 years? Number Well, there's lifestyle and there's uh, exposure to chemicals. But when it comes to lifestyle, without a doubt, number one is obesity. Since 1970, obesity rates have tripled in most developed countries, causing testosterone rates to fall. You get fatter, your testosterone goes down. And does that contribute to the drop in sperm production? I know there's a connection between all these things, but uh, I don't remember what's a cause and what's an effect exactly. Jack, I'm not an endocrinologist. It doesn't get into that here, but that that would make sense, wouldn't it? Uh, The good news is if you lose weight, you can typically raise your sperm and testosterone. If you lose weight, you can reverse it. It's not a permanent thing. But Mm -hmm. uh, scientists say that the following things also contribute to falling testosterone and sperm counts. Increased anxiety. Got any of that Mm. in the world? Consumption of processed foods. Pornography addiction, alcohol and drug use, and poor sleep quality. All of those things certainly exist in the modern world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they've, they've really risen in the modern world. Plus, I, I, they don't mention this, but I think it's got to be a factor that testosterone rises in response to stimulus, whether it's danger or competition or I know uh, after you win a game, your testosterone level rises. If you lose a game, it drops. Um, and so I just wonder if the fact that we're so much more safe than humanity's ever been has caused a significant drop in testosterone. And maybe that's appropriate. You don't want a whole bunch of men ready to fight if they don't need to fight. Maybe that's the way nature's looking at it. Perhaps, yeah. Interesting. Uh, they also know that forever chemicals are having a detrimental impact on our fertility. Forever chemicals are used in clothes, Plastics, you know, pretty much anything you can think of that are around you all the time and have an effect on you. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Has the number of people with children that have significant developmental you know, challenges from autism to whatever, has that percentage changed as much as it seems like it has? Yeah. 
or is it just that people are talking about it now and diagnosing it now? I know. I think it's the first choice. Well, I know people who study this for a living and say it's okay. absolutely the first choice. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah, yeah. we be a little more curious about that as humanity? Again, if it was chimpanzees, the New York Times would write about it every single damn day. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, these could be the biggest stories on the planet, and I have a feeling we'll pay attention to them when it's too late. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.